Hey everyone, this is Brian with Good Dog Workshop, your podcast resource for successfully working with your dog. We'll help you sift through all the wrong and ridiculous information out there. We'll help you understand dogs and how to effectively work with a dog's nature, not against it. In short, we'll teach you how to speak dog. Thanks everyone for joining us again today. We appreciate it. Also, before I forget, I want to uh, ask you all, if you do like our podcast, to please uh, leave us a good review on, uh, on iTunes. Um, let us know what, uh, what you think of the podcast and please submit any questions you have regarding anything having to do with your dog. We love getting, uh, getting questions. And when we get enough, we'll compile them and, and do a, a whole series of podcasts on that. So, uh, appreciate all, all of our listeners out there. Once again, I'm joined by, uh, Marina. How are you, Marina? Doing well. Welcome back to the myths podcast. So we're doing part, well, Myth- we're- Part. Myth number seven on the countdown. Because we're counting down. We're okay. counting down. All right. So what what is this topic then? This one is going to be um, how to greet a dog. And historically, you should greet a dog with your hand out. Yes, myth. that is that is definitely a myth. Mm-hmm. But I will say, I do find myself doing that occasionally, holding my hand out, not like sticking it out, but I'll, I always squat down when I... When I um, uh, meet a dog and sometimes I'm facing them sometimes I'm turning sideways and I will kind of extend my hand a little bit but it's more just kind of flopping it open from a my reason for doing it is 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 maybe different but it's to make myself inviting appear yes more receptive more inviting but I do I do still use my hands as a part of that that ritual which of course dogs don't do so you know full disclosure I still kind of make this mistake from time to time to time. And I think that's just because it's been ingrained so deeply in us that, you know, through your parents or whatever is this is how you greet a dog. I think that the difference between the inviting posture that you give to a dog is, you know, when I was growing up, I was taught to like literally stick your hand in the dog's face for them to smell you, to get, to get right. your scent or whatever. That's different from being a distance from them, which I've, I've seen you do this, I do this, and offering your hand. And, and inviting. And letting in- them know they can come forward if they exactly. want. You're, yeah. you're not invading their space. And I think that that is the important distinction. Yeah, when I you, agree. You know, when you invade the dog's space and their language, you know, that's a challenge, that's dominance, or even a threat. And... If you're not there to challenge the dog, you're not there to work with the dog, you don't own the dog, it's probably best to meet a dog by letting them come to you, I would say. Yeah, and and the reason for our listeners out there, the reason Marina worded it that way is because that's what we do, is we're meeting new dogs pretty much every time we're we're meeting a dog and so we want to you know make sure we're not presenting a threat to the dog, making ourselves receptive, but also showing the dog, you may come meet me when you're ready i'm not forcing myself on you i'm not forcing my hand into your face or into your into your personal space right to a couple of clients i've worded it as i'm i'm get, throwing out an olive branch right and i word it that way because i remove eye contact when a dog is nervous about me being there or being shy i'm not going to look at them speak to them and reach for them right i'm going to remove two of those things speaking to them and looking at them and hold out my hand and i think that a lot of people give a dog eye contact because they themselves are like, I need to be able to see what happens. Right. So you're not extending trust. Right. I'm extending trust by not looking at them and throwing out my hand to say, if you want to come forward, you can. And if they do not, I will not pursue them immediately. 
Right, and we run into that a lot too. Is no, uh, dogs love me. Every, uh, no, every dog you loves need to me. stand back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, give the dog some space. You're actually being too much for the dog in uh, in that moment, and that's fine. We all want to be we all want to be liked. We want people to like us. We want dogs to like us. We want people to think that all you know everyone's dog likes us. I understand that, but for the dog's sake, and that's a, that's what we're doing this for. You know, don't force yourself onto onto a dog. You know, like, right. Don't force your your topics, your points of uh, points of view about religion, politics, all that all that <laughs> stuff onto onto your friends. You're not going to have too many friends. To, to that point, a lot of uh oh, this is going political. Oh, that wasn't my. That's not where I'm going. Oh, good. <laughs> no, no, no. That's our after hours podcast, okay. which we haven't done. No, not at all. Um, <laughs> to that point, a lot of owners will say things to their dog like, "Go on, you right. know, go go say hi." Or, or, or even kind of pull the leash exactly. towards what they want their dog to approach. And one of my clients actually, I think intuitively said, that's like telling the kids that they have to right. go say hi to their uncle or whatever. Yeah, go, you know, go, let them go, go kiss at your their grandmother. Own, yeah, <laughs> go at their own pace. They will come out when they're ready. Um, and I think that that goes back to a little bit of human psychology. We get dogs, maybe sometimes we get dogs for attention. Or so other people will like us or right. for something to talk about. But when we're thinking about the dog's perspective, no, they don't need, don't force your dog to be friends with every new person that comes in. Let them come around to that. Right. They have to earn trust for you and for your guests as long as their behavior is respectful. Exactly. There's no reason to approach them. Right. And, and you know, I think that's a, that's a really interesting um, analogy you make there because for kids you, you know, we're trying to tell them, you know, it, it's your, it's your aunt, it's your grandmother, you need to be respectful, you need to do that. But in those cases, at least in my mind, the child isn't scared, isn't, isn't afraid of the person that they don't want to go hit, go hug or go kiss. But what we're talking about is dogs who are actively and clearly insecure or, or anxious or fearful about going forward to meet another person or meet another dog. And that's what we're talking about. We don't want to force that. Right. Maybe the child, maybe this is a different topic. Maybe the <laughs> child isn't scared, but I think about like, I have a giant Italian family and my aunts and uncles, I maybe saw once a year. So to a kid, it's still like, I don't really know who you are. Yeah, Why who, am I who hugging are these you? strangers? Yeah. So I think that comparing that perspective to that of a dog is similar because you can't explain to a young, young child, like, no, these are social graces because this person is related to you by this, 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 this way. Right. They learn that when they get older. You certainly will never be able to explain that to a dog. Right. You can only demonstrate to a dog your trust for that person and then let them come around. Right. Exactly. You know and and I mean? that kind of, that kind of goes to, to one of the, of, of our instruction points on this is show the dog what, you know what you want you know so lead by example um we were, i was working with a, a dog the other the other day up at vent hill and we i was just talking to the the owners about the dog being reactive to the sound of a truck that passed by or, or a car passing by their house or something and as soon as they said that the the rope with the metal pulleys on it banged against the side of the big flagpole up there that doesn't have yes. a, and so you know the dog kind of startled at that and looked over towards the flagpole and I said perfect let's go let's go resolve this for the dog and we didn't pull the dog over there we just walked over there and the dog came with us you know mm -hmm. uh, of his own accord and 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 on leash but a loose leash and so that 
in that moment, that dog was telling me, I'm not afraid to go over there. I'm not reluctant to go over there, but we were doing it with the dog and not saying, okay, go do it, go check it out and let us know how it is. Or right, we weren't right. dragging the dog over there. So we were doing it on the dog's, on the dog's time frame, and we walked over to it. The dog kind of, you know, looked up and sniffed around a little bit. And then within 10 seconds realized, oh, this is not any kind of threat. I guess I'll just do something else. And then we just hung around for another five or 10 minutes, um, you know, standing around that, that flagpole with the, right. the metal thing clanging against the pole itself. And the dog was, was unfazed by it. Right. Um, so, you know, it's a, it's a really good technique to, to desensitize dogs to, um, you know, to, to sounds and, and, and sights and being able to make the connection so that the dog can, can resolve that and say, okay, this, this site that I, that I see every day that walks past my house, I got to go up to it, I got to smell it, and it, you know, it smells like this, it looks like this, and kind of create a file in right, their heads right. that they can then kind of sign off on and say, okay, cool, close that file, I now know know what that is. So it's a, it's a good technique to do that, but whether it's a flagpole bang or a truck or a, you know, a person, a, person, a child, yeah, you know, extending your hand and kind of forcing that into the dog's face is, is absolutely not the right way to do it. Now, most dogs are not going to respond violently to something like that. They're not going to just outright nip, but there are some who do. And so, you know, if you didn't have a reason before not to do that now is, you know, now we're giving you a good reason is some dogs right. will, will nip at that. And we don't want that to happen. So, uh, you know, that's, that's not the best way to do it. So, and they're trying to communicate, right. You're going too fast for me. Get out of my space. They do that with each other. Right. And, and the reason that a dog is nipping is because they've had to escalate to that level of communication because we didn't, we didn't respond appropriately to their previous communication. And, right. And so many clients that we deal with says my dog just, you know, nipped my, uh, my child out of, out of nowhere. It just, you know, it came out of the blue. I'm like, no, the dog, the dog probably this. gave you, gave you some kind of signals, body language or eye contact or, or something. Um, and didn't just go right to a bite. It does happen occasionally, but it's, it's a lot, a lot less frequent than, than what people think. Right. So then tell our listeners what is the appropriate way to, to greet a dog who is clearly reluctant to move forward towards you. So let's put this in terms for like the lay person. You know, I, we go into people's homes and eventually we're going to need to work with the dog. So we spend time building that relationship. But if you're like visiting your friend or there's a dog um, walking on the street to meet that dog, I would say don't speak to them, don't give them eye contact, and reach out your hand all at the same time. And for some people would say stand sideways. I tell children to stand sideways because yeah. it keeps them from moving forward. Oh, okay, good. I, I was going to add to your list there, stand sideways so that you're not facing the dog. Right. Because uh, face, facing the dog, even if you're not looking the dog, can be enough of a, of a challenge to that dog where that makes them feel uncomfortable, maybe maybe kind of directing too much energy at them sure. too soon. And I would say you can wiggle your fingers. The movement in your hand can draw them forward right. if they're comfortable. And then when they, if they choose to come to you and approach you, again, for the lay person, I'd say pet under their chin. Right. Rather, than, ra over rather than over top of their head. And the reason for that is? Um, it puts them in a more confident position over top of their head. It, is it is a more dominant exactly. dominant position and we don't want to take an insecure or a fearful dog and and make them Push feel too much dominance. yeah yeah make them feel more submissive by forcing our you know our hand or and and despite what our attention intentions are 
The other half of this is the dog's perception. And so if he perceives that reaching over top of him is threatening or scary, we don't want to do that despite the fact that, oh, I always pet dogs on the top of the head. They love it. And I'm really good at ear scratching. No, just do when it from- When you know that dog. Yeah, just do it from, from underneath if you don't know that dog. But better still, you know, my my suggestion to our clients is- just ignore the ignore the dog until they come to until you until the dog comes to you when the dog comes to you as long as it's not obviously charging or anything but if it comes up to you it has finally become curious enough to override its anxiety or its fear right. or its you know uh, potential perception that you might be a threat and it now wants to get to know you i would say anxiety and fear are only a couple of reasons why you shouldn't just run up to any any dog and pet them i think that even too much exuberance on the dog's part right like if they're gonna come up and jump on you maybe their owner is trying to work on that or you know there are lots of reasons not to just like approach a dog um yeah i i coach a lot of children on the etiquette i don't know that enough people coach their children on the proper etiquette and then there's the dated etiquette, like holding your hand out. Yeah. I remember my mom telling me, hold your hand out and keep your thumb flush to your hand so they don't mistake it for a for treat or something. something. Yeah. And I'm like, that's actually horse stuff, but right. thanks, mom. Right. <laughs> 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 yeah, I don't know. <laughs> uh, but I, I tell children, what's the first thing you do? And a lot of them say, you know, you stick out your hand or you pet them under their chin. And I say, the first thing you do is you look the owner in the eye and you say, may I pet your dog before you have reached for that dog? <laughs> That's right. And, and Sailor could tell you exactly yeah. that. <laughs> right. Sailor did the, her Chesapeake Bay Retriever that's sitting with us here. And I think that's actually good advice for adults too, not just for kids. Is Probably. to ask, may I pet your dog? Is your dog friendly? And that's a nice question, but it's not... It's not specific enough. May I pet your dog is really the question that you should be asking. I've also had children reaching for Sailor almost to him and saying, but looking him in the eye, may I pet your dog? Right. And Sailor by no means is going to snap at a child. He's never given me a reason to think so. Nor but is he going to answer them with an, with words I don't that they think could so. understand. He's not going to say, yes, you can pet yeah. my handler. Um, I've stepped between them. To where their hand hits me in the chest and I take a step towards them, kind of like a dog. Yeah. And tell them, you can pet him, but you're going to have to do it my way. Right. So, and when they finally look me in the eye, I tell them, let him come to you and pet him under his chin. Right. Um, but I, I coach a lot of children on that, you know, for their own safety as they're going through the world so that they don't get snapped at or, you know. Yeah, and, and those are those are the kids that, you know, want to know or at least stop to ask or or aren't charging up to the dog and screaming, ah, doggy, that sort of that sort of thing. And because there's plenty of that out there too. This dog at my feet isn't afraid of anything, but I have seen him back up and <laughs> under me to get away from a little girl that was going, Oh my god, he's so cute. He's just like, That's a lot. I don't understand right. what that is at all. <laughs> so again, you know, it's important to know the proper etiquette and to spread that information so that we can all stay safe and our dogs can stay comfortable. Right. Very good. Okay. Well, um, I hope that was helpful to, uh, to your listeners out there. Um, we very much, um, are enjoying coming, um, introducing these, these myths, well, not introducing you, but talking to you about these, about these myths. So if you have any that you want to add to our list, please let us know. Um, the next couple coming up, let's give our, our listeners a tease here. Um, we're going to talk about 
the difference between dominance and aggression. Mm. Do you have to walk in front of your dog or walk out of the house before your dog to show them you're the leader? Right. And um, if there can only be one pack leader in a family. In a household. Okay. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Very good. So uh, appreciate you being here. This was a good topic. I hope our listeners enjoyed it too. Thank you very much. I'm having fun with these. And uh, don't forget to uh, to view our, our Facebook page. And my Instagram, and at Marina for Good Dog Workshop. Lots of pictures of Sailor and Sasha working with puppies. Yes, if you if you need lots of lovable uh, dog pictures in your life, that's, and I don't know why that's you the wouldn't. place to go. Yes, because Sasha is, is the best. Um, <laughs> um, but but yeah, sorry. Sorry, Sailor. So, <laughs> uh, but please, uh, please uh, check out our videos as well on our YouTube channel. And like we've been getting some comments lately about uh, about me roughhousing with Red. And, and some of them are funny, but some of them are actually actually serious and, and, uh, and very insightful. So I, I appreciate responding to to those as well. Um, but if you would go to our uh, um, on our iTunes channel. Please write us a nice, re nice review, you know, give us a thumbs up, whatever you want to do. But uh, we, we really would like some, some questions on some of these and some feedback on, uh, on these topics. And at the very least, you can always call me directly at 703-489-1319. And you can text me at this number as, uh, as well. I'd love to, love to hear your questions. Awesome. Well, thanks for having me. Yeah, good uh, having you here. And uh, we'll see you all next time. Thanks again. Bye. Bye.